0: Good afternoon. You're listening to the Watsons Weekly Podcast with me, Pete Watson, for the week commencing July the 19th. I'm joined today by Duncan Balkan, who is a Watsons Daily Ambassador. The Olympics at the
1: moment. Oh yeah, loving it. I love it when there's sport on TV all the time. It's great. (laughs) I mean, show
0: me what the hours is on TV, but I well, that's
1: time differences, and you can't really complain. Well,
0: to. yeah, but the, on the other hand, though, I mean, it's quite nice to just be able to. I mean, obviously, I get up quite early in the morning, so true. And uh, for me, it's brilliant because I just get up and put the TV on, and there's, you know, there's something on, so which is, um, which, you know, which which is really which is really nice. Um, <laughs> and and I always quite think. I always think the Olympics is better than the um World Cup um for instance. I know that's that's going to divide opinion. Um but I think it's better than the World Cup because there's so much going on all at the same time. Whereas mm. the World Cup is quite good sort of at the beginning stages because all the all the comp- uh, all the countries are all still in it. And then as it goes on then there's there's there are you know that you, you don't have um the same amount of stuff going on do you? whereas in the Olympics it's it's full on isn't it yeah and you get a nice
1: variety as well i like said if you don't particularly like the one sport that's being shown there's normally about five or six other ones on so
0: well exactly exactly yeah <laughs> um so there we go um so i'm you know i'm i'm loving the ju- judo is my thing and um it, it it is the one time in every four years that i can actually watch it on the tv but there you go <laughs> um right so um i uh, let's let's um crack on into this um so um, obviously, as always, an eventful week, there's never a dull week in commercial awareness. So um, we had um, global markets had a bit of a wobble at the beginning of the week because of, you know, Delta uh, worries about Delta variants and stuff like that. But mm. um, but then they came back again um, on optimism about the US economy. I mean, th- this kind of stuff is always going to happen, right? I mean, the the. uh you yeah, know the markets will be susceptible to to this you know that whatever variants uh, you know the variant du jour um they're they're gonna worry that the vaccines aren't going to cover it and all that kind of stuff so um so anyway so that's that's what happens um also Opec managed to get an agreement at last. Um, i thought it was a bit was a bit strange this because it sounded to me like it was exactly the same as what they had suggested um a, a prior you know prior to that um but i think it was um it was abu dhabi who who uh rejected uh, who rejected it but now they they've got it but anyway um it's they're, they're increasing production by 400 barrels of oil per day um and it's good that opec came to a meet, uh, an agreement because it just means that um you know production is going to be kept on a relatively tight leash and it means not no one's going to go off and rebel and start sort of producing stuff um that they're not supposed to uh, and and things like that and it all starts getting um complicated and then um very volatile as as people go off and do their own thing but anyway they've managed to get an agreement which is good Hmm. um i mean the other thing as well was, was that was worth mentioning is there was a lot of um, chat about vaccine um, passports or or health passports whatever you want to call it um so in in the uk um boris johnson you know he's putting something in um which means that you've basically got to get double vaxed to do anything fun uh and then the french uh, also um um, wanting to do that as well you know um, talking about uh, putting it into law um, this week and also uh, and if you apparently if you don't um, check these health, health health passes you could get a hefty 45,000 euro fine and a year in prison so um, again more um, kind of uh, fun dampeners um, over on the other side um, of La Manche um, but anyway uh, yeah so it i've always said all along i mean the governments don't need to make um uh taking a vaccine law they don't need to do that um what they do what they will do is they'll make it very difficult for you um to live your life without it and doing things like this i mean who knows what else they could put it on to right i mean you know could it could it be a case of um uh you have to show a health passport every time you go to I mean that would be the that would be the killer is the showing a health passport every time you go to the super, uh, supermarket for instance. Oh my
1: word can you imagine? Oh uh,
0: it'd, it'd be absolute disaster if they if they if they do well say a disaster for some people. Um so so yeah so so anyway so that's um that's what's going on at the moment obviously they they're making it harder for anti-vaxxers and you know anti-vaxxers will have to uh stay well and and let's face it vulnerable people who can't for some reason take it um they're you know they're going to be essentially forced to stay at home so um but yeah, uh, it, it just seemed
1: to me it seems like a slightly kind of roundabout way of them admitting that they're um their, their sporting trial events didn't really work as well because <laughs> yeah, they might happen, be that. Quite but then with...
0: again, I suppose those sporting events also got a lot of criticism, didn't they? From yeah. um, from from a lot of people saying that look, you know, it's too early, we can't do that. Mm. So I guess I don't know. At the end of the day, they've got to satisfy a lot of. Very vocal camps, haven't they? So, you know, this is what they decided
1: to do. If those trials didn't cause a spike of some description, you'd imagine Mm. they wouldn't be bothering saying, right, if it's over, I think it's 20,000, and they're saying you're now going to have to prove it. So I'm I'm guessing there might have been spikes caused by those
0: (laughs) events that they're not too willing to talk about. yet. You say that, though, do you know what? I mean, I I remember thinking last year, you know, when the the Black Lives Matter protests um, really flared up, I really thought at that time. I thought, God, you know, I bet in a few weeks' time we're going to see a real spike But I, I don't know whether it was like, a, you know, they suppressed it or what. I, I've no idea. But um, it didn't seem to, did it? No. I don't know. I didn't. I thought there would be, but I didn't think there was. But no, you, I, and I you just know. thought that that would have made the news as well yeah. if, that, if that had happened. So yeah. So, you know, and, and every time you see like an anti-vaxxer protest or something in mm. London, does it then result in a, you know, in a spike? Because obviously that's no one's taking any precautions there. Mm. There's loads of people in the same place. Um, and yet, do they see a spike? I don't know. But anyway, it yeah,
1: just goes back to the thing that actually no one really understands the virus fully yet even no. a year and a half on do they which is that's no. why I said every time something does happen and there's a new variant or a bit of a spike it just
0: causes mm. volatility with everything doesn't it because yeah,
1: exactly. no, no one 100% understands it still
0: yeah exactly so anyway moving on um <laughs> I thought there was um very interesting there was really interesting stuff to do with the environment uh, that mm. happened this week so um there were those horrendously tragic floods um in Germany over last weekend And, you know, you had Merkel going to visit um, the the most affected places. Um, You know, she said, we have to up the pace in the fight against climate change. Um, And then you've got the German government. Um, you know pledging 200 million euros in 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 flood aid and that's in addition to the 250 million euros that was pledged by regional governments now i think that merkel's very interesting uh, in this in that she does have form on um environmental issues so hmm. she's um in i uh, harked back to this, i think i mentioned this in the podcast i don't know all my podcasts er- in my brain emerging to once so i'm not sure if i've said it on a podcast on tuesday or monday or whatever it was but anyway um i hark back to um 2011 in the aftermath of the um uh, of the fukushima um uh, you know uh, earthquake tsunami nuclear disaster um and i remember just before that um that Merkel was very much a vocal proponent of uh, nuclear power. Um, And but then as and and, but then she was going into an election, um, it was looking a bit touch and go as to how, you know, how likely she was going to win. Fukushima happened. Um, She then did an about face and said, right, actually, having seen Fukushima, we are now going to go completely the other direction and go for renewables. And that's what she's done um she judged the public perfectly and basically won an election and here we are 16 years later of her in power so i mean i think that that's not you know by the way my maths is not wrong there in terms of that was 2011 i was talking about but i'm including the previous you know she's in before (laughs) so just in case there are people out there thinking oh hey what what's you know uh 2021 minus there would have been (laughs) one wouldn't there somewhere on social media well exactly yeah um (laughs) Yeah, so um, so anyway, she's got she's got a bit of form on the environment, um, and it's quite interesting as well, though, that you would have thought that the Greens and other parties in opposition would have actually possibly seen their popularity increase because it's seen as the German governments were uh, basically flapping um, on this, like they did with the um, with the uh, the vaccine rollout, but apparently not. Um, so I don't know whether that's it is that a function? It, I, I would have thought it, that's more of a function of the weakness of opposition rather than the ringing endorsements of the current um, uh, administration. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, I don't know. It's terrible, isn't it? But it's interesting. I mean, you know, what do you from you you've got a very interesting view i would have thought being a being a, being a heroic firefighter you know <laughs> looking at this sort of thing i mean it's less than the heroic but yeah um, mm. it, it, it is interesting obviously
1: the the situation was horrendous and mm. there's been some video footage doing the rounds on on various social medias mm. of firefighters in 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 germany putting themselves in quite a lot of dangers just trying to try and rescue people i think there's one of a guy flying down the middle of a street getting pulled out by a local Great. um yeah 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 we we would never end up in that situation we have way too many health and safety things overhead to stop us getting hurt but right um but yeah it's it's been interesting to watch um i mean personally for me i think yeah i'm surprised the opposition haven't gained any ground because it doesn't really seem like the like i said the government haven't really done a massive amount unless Mm -hmm. they've been doing a load of stuff behind closed doors Mm. uh you'd have thought be. But again, is 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 that because opposition is not really a good time? Is a time mm. of natural disaster a really good time to try and point out someone else's flaws? Because mm. mm. I, I know that even, even over here, you look at the same thing, opposition have struggled to make ground during COVID, even mm. though at times, let's be honest, the government haven't exactly covered themselves in glory over here. No. no. So I, I don't know if it's, a again, it's like our judging the public and going, well, actually, the public aren't going to appreciate us taking a dig right, right now when there's yeah. a load of people... In, yeah, yeah. In losing their lives and things yeah. but yeah I'm, I'm surprised i'm surprised i haven't made any ground at all yeah but yeah it's no, tragic
0: we'll, it's horrible we'll see won't we i mean yeah. the, the other the other thing as well is i think that her sort of um anointed um or her latest anointed uh successor um got got a, got into a lot of trouble because apparently he went i think he went to visit or he was near there and he was filmed like joking around with um with with locals or some people and uh that wasn't seen to be um a good thing either so oh, they, really up on that. yeah well exactly <laughs> um so anyway um so that there was that so we had the tragic floods um then i thought it was quite poignant that um the british insurer eon um said uh, came out with a report saying that insurance payments were going to be uh at a 10-year high this year because of the sheer number of natural disasters we've already had in this year. Um, So I thought, wow, you know, that was a real, I don't know. It's just, it is very poignant, isn't it? When you've got all these people dying in Germany um, and then, and then, you know, then saying that actually this year has been particularly bad. Um, So again, this is all points to um, climate change and things. And then of course you have billionaires, (laughs) deciding that they want to just go no i don't care let's emit loads of co2 into the atmosphere and just um you know see uh see who gets to space first um so you know there was that in it so it was all like a bit bit bizarre wasn't it really yeah it, it is
1: odd like i said it is, it is very ironic that while everyone else is panicking about climate change we've got I'm going to say 3 because I know there is a third person that hasn't quite done it yet. 3 yeah. of the richest men on the planet, Joe. Yeah, let's let's have a jolly see so you can get to space first. Yeah. And, 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 you know, kind of stuff the consequences sort of thing.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah. the and the amount of CO2 those things pump out is ridiculous. Yeah. And that, that in itself is bad. Uh, I think mm. for me, I always just sit there and go, surely if you're that rich, you don't need it yourself. Could you not do something slightly better with that money? Mm. Mm. Um, it's just... But, but yeah, mm. it's just the sheer light, Like you said, the insurance payments going up because of the number of natural disasters whilst you've got three people seem yeah. to be intent on destroying the planet. Yeah, um, yeah. And like, I think you've, you've put in, in, in the Watson's Daily and I think in, in the Weekly as well that, yeah, Elon Musk is taking part in this kind of contest, but is kind of offsetting it a little bit, because you yeah. know, some of his business ventures are a little bit greener. Well, exactly. Uh, exactly.
0: But, yeah. Whereas Br- Branson can't get away with that, can he? I mean, you know, the fact that he's flying aeroplanes um, for the last, I don't know, 30 yeah. years, I mean, he's already been a uh, bit anyway. Maybe
1: maybe aeroplanes are getting too green for him, and he needed nah. to do a bit... <laughs> That's right. yeah, maybe a, <laughs> too
0: efficient. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so that was that. Um. So that was, that was interesting. The other thing though I thought was great um this this year and it was great and also very interesting was um and we don't really think about this very often is that there's there seems to be like a gap um a t- almost like a a, technolog- a, a a technological advance gap that's not really a very good phrase is it but you know between generating the power and actually keeping the power that you've generated And there was an interesting article, um, you know, this week, which I refer to in Monday's uh, Watson's Daily, which talks about this because you basically you need to be able to store what you've generated in in a battery and then release it as it's needed. Because the thing that I thought was an absolute shocker and I didn't know was that um, apparently wind farms in the UK are often asked, or sorry, are regularly asked to turn off because the grid can't cope with the sudden surge in power. And I think this really highlights the need for being able to have some kind of super battery, which can take it all and then just sort of release it, you know, as, uh, you know, gradually, so that actually you're you're smoothing out any volatile, uh, any volatility in supply. Hmm. Um, but by the end of the week, there was another interesting article um, that was, I think that was in the, in the Wall Street Journal, which was talking about a company called Form Energy, and it makes um, cheap batteries for precisely this thing, but using predominantly iron, which is great because there's loads of it there's loads mm. of that around. So you've not, you know, got to muck around with, um, rare, uh, sort of ingredients and things like that. So, um, that sounds really good. I, it's not, it's not for a, another couple of years or, also so, um, until that could, is on the sho- <laughs> on the shelves as it were. I mean, these particular batteries, they're too big, um, for cars, but they're totally fine for other things. So, yeah. um, so I thought that was really, um, very interesting. And it, just generally is quite an interesting theme, I think you know I mean obviously everyone's concentrating on batteries and the raw materials you need for batteries, but actually, the other thing we we need to which is I'd say equally important is how to hang on to the uh, to to the power that you have generated rather than just leave it and just let it dissipate mm. um so yeah, so I thought that was very good as well, yeah, definitely um so um there was what's the next thing so the next thing um we're talking about um looking into the mind um of the consumer and um you know what what people are spending their money on and stuff um now for a nation that is known for doing itself down Um, always complaining, et cetera. (laughs) Um, I mean, all this positivity is just getting boringly positive, right? So Mm. we've got consumer confidence returning to pre-COVID levels, according to a Deloitte study, a PwC report saying consumer sentiment is at its highest level since 2008, and another survey from um, research company, GFK, showing that households are feeling increasingly confident, not only about their own finances, but also the wider economy as well so everyone's just feeling incredibly happy with themselves at the moment um some of that may be due to the fact that house prices um are hitting new highs and the the market is still very hot um so you know there there is some of that um you know there is there is some there is some of that about it so um all that's all very interesting um are you feeling confident do you oh, yeah, I feel, I feel pretty good.
1: I think it's really good that, like you said, as a general rule, consumers are feeling quite confident quite happy about the money they've saved and mm. Cause that bodes well for kind of future expenditure and future money through
0: the economy. Doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's
1: good. It's good to see consumers fe- feeling good about life in general. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But the thing is that we're not spending money on though, is it, no matter how good we're feeling right now, we're not spending money or enough money on Netflix. Apparently. Oh, what a shame. Uh, I know. So there we go. <laughs> they're they're, they're um, subscribe, New subscriber growth is disappointing. Um, mm. and I think I said this on a, on a podcast the other day. Um, I think one of the problems is Netflix has been around for a long time, much less than, say, Disney Plus. Um, and I think as a result, people will become more jaded with Netflix sooner than they will with some of the newer ones. Um, and so um, so there's a, there is an argument in the now that actually what they need to do is they need to go and buy a studio. So Amazon bought uh, or was in the throes of buying MGM, um and one name that that was bandied around in terms of what would be good for them to do is is for netflix to buy uh lion's uh and Lionsgate have things like um uh the hunger games and oh god a few other things and actually last night i i saw a classic film which um i've, I've yeah which i would never seen before um uh american psycho i think that's that's uh that's a fantastic that's, film yeah that's um <laughs> Uh, that is also Lionsgate, funnily enough. But anyway, yeah, but anyway, but you know, it looks like it, it, it's got, it's got loads of money anyway. Netflix has got loads of money. Mm. Um, It should do something with that money now rather than wait. Um, And that looks like quite a good thing. I mean, just taking, say, Hunger Games. for Oh, that's right. The Twilight Saga Twilight. as well. That's, that's another you one. got things
1: like the Saw franchise's Lionsgate as well, isn't
0: it? Yes, that's right. Uh, that's right. La La
1: Land, if you want something a bit cl- happy clappier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly, I think anything's happy clappier than the Saw, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd <do laughs> imagine so, yeah. And was it Hostel? That was another one as well. Yes, that yeah. That's, was, yeah that, was, that's that was a weird. That's, that yeah, was that's... weird. I remember seeing that and thinking, it all started off okay. And then you thought, what is going on now? It goes on to a slippery slope, doesn't it? It goes it down does. very fast. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Um, but um, but anyway, yeah, so I, mean, I thought that, um, uh, yeah, this could be quite interesting. I mean, you know, t- taking things like the Twilight Saga, like mm. um, the Hunger Games, I would have thought that they can they can squeeze out all sorts of prequels and thing and spin-offs and God knows what from those, if they, um, because they're just absolutely right for that. So they could be like uh, Disney and Mandalorian and various other bits and pieces as well. So, so yeah, sounds interesting. Um, But um, if they're not spending on Netflix, people are actually um, going to HBO max in, uh, in America. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they picked up a load of um, new subscribers Um, and this just goes, I, you know, I think that people will eventually um, veer towards rather than having a subscription to all of the, these streamers at the same time, they'll do say three months with one three month. you know, they'll just rotate um, because, you know, that's probably a, a, a good thing to do in terms of price. Um, and um, because you're not rather than paying for five, you're paying for one and you're hopefully they're always going to be fresh because, Hopefully, after three months, something will change. There'll be new stuff that you haven't seen. That you know, the next Lion King, not Lion King, the Li- Lions. Oh, what's it called? Tiger King. That's the one. Uh, you know, the next Tiger King. Sorry, was there was the a dramatic person... difference between the oh, no, and I Tiger know, King. Just yeah, out there. there is, there is somewhat, <laughs> isn't there? I mean, I think, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, so maybe I, to... I can't sing that song, um, but um, but anyway, the yeah, I do think that, um, Yes, I am one of the only people in in the entire world that hasn't seen tiger king um but, um, but anyway, yeah so um I think this is um you know this this could be uh, very interesting and is well worth following i think so yeah um the other thing I did say, and I've put this in the weekly as well, which is um is that you know it wouldn't be Watson's daily at the moment uh without a bit of talk about inflation, um, and um, and Unilever have said they've seen the biggest price rises um, in raw raw ingredients. So raw ingredients, packaging, transport, you name it, everything. Um, they've seen the you know biggest price rises for ten years. So it looks highly likely that they're going to be putting their prices up. Um, and if that is the case, then that's going to feed through to inflation. So mm. they haven't that's the thing, we've already got inflation and they haven't put all their prices up or they've been absorbing them so far. So they it sounds very much like they're going to be passing those on to the consumer. And so, uh, yeah, we shall we shall see. Um, so, um, talking so if we're talking about consumer goods which are in shops, see, this is I'm trying to this try is a a link, yeah. yeah. So they they might put these these pro these consumer goods on the shelves of shops uh, within within shops themselves. Kantar, um, you know, which is a data company that that you know does loads of um, retail related stats, um, said that for the first time ever, online grocery sales were down, um, which is pretty amazing. Um, in terms of online uh, retailers. See, again another seamless link uh is um is ocado it had two big um fires at one of its warehouses apparently caused by um robots crashing into each other um bit worrying if you're a client um and and or a uh, or a uh, prospective client of ocado because of course ocado is selling this um tech around the world which is why it's got the rating that it has rather than that of a of a supermarket um but anyway they um yeah it's, it's not gone well for them on that front um in terms of and then in terms of supermarkets you've got morrisons they're testing out a cashier list format which isn't using the amazon tech so they're not using the amazon go format they, they go, they're going with someone else uh and then the other thing for morrisons is that they um there the offer that came from fortress which is a private equity firm which also owns um majestic uh, wine for instance um it's uh it looks like the increasingly likely that that deal will go ahead because one of the opponents within the uh uh, uh well, so one of the rival bidders apollo or potential bidders decided to fall in and wants to be part of the for, uh, of the fortress one so that looks that's looking quite good for morrisons um and then in other retailers, you've got Next. They're very confident and they've raised their full year forecasts. And then Wix confirmed they that they had strong like-for-like uh, growth over, uh, over the second quarter mm-hmm. as people continue to uh, enjoy uh, doing it to themselves. Um so that so that was good. I mean that confirms what happened. I think it was earlier in the month that Kingfisher, which is the one that owns um B and Q and Screwfix, also um saw some strong uh, performance as well. It's been a good year for
1: anyone that does DIY stuff, hasn't it? Indeed. Like, yep. So much home renovation and things got an
0: improvement going on. Have you um have you uh have you indulged in DIY uh so under uh, lockdown? not I'm a massive not... amount. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I thought I you know I'd have you down as a you know perennial kind of shelf putter uh, and, uh, and potential kind of you know carpenter uh, I mean, I did build myself a new office in I suppose that kind of counts right and you was it you car you carved out a desk from a from a re- reclaimed, uh, you know, sort of bit of trunk or something like that. So yeah, yeah I, you know.
1: I, I carved out a six
0: foot desk from a, a reclaimed yeah. six foot desk. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so yes, so that's that's all good. Um, apart from that, um, there were you know, in M IPO, you had um, Robin Hood, um, the uh, you know, the sort of re- uh, the the trading app. Um, it's aiming for a thirty five billion valuation in its upcoming flotation. You've got Pure Gym, which is you know, one of the UK budget gyms, um, is now looking to um, uh, to take advantage of the wave that, uh, that it's been experiencing, a wave of popularity um, that it's been experiencing uh, and thinking about an IPO that uh, hasn't done it yet. Um, and then um, there was private equity firm Bridgepoint. It did have an IPO um, this week, and uh, that was – you know that it went it went very well so i think it seems that the london stock exchange is gradually getting its mojo back i mean we had fairly recently um, wise which used to be called transfer wise that seems to go pretty well as well so um you know after after a, a, a bit of a, a pasting on take you know uh, it's it's um reputation taking a bit of a pasting from the disastrous Deliveroo uh, thing you know maybe things seem to be getting um back on track mm-hmm. a bit more
1: yeah definitely That's I yeah, said so that's good news particularly with how well bridge points uh, market debut went it's really it's
0: good news for london stock exchange indeed indeed it is indeed it is so um so there we go so i think i mean there are more things in in this week's weekly um that you know obviously um subscribers can can have a look at um but also i just wanted to say uh, at, at this point in time that um there's, there's a couple of things. One is uh, we are still looking for uh, Watson's Daily Ambassadors. So um, if you are interested, uh, please apply. But the uh, deadline is midnight tonight, um, which is Sunday. We're, we're on Sunday today. Um, and uh, what was the other thing? Oh, yes. The other thing as well is on Tuesday um, at five o'clock. I'm going to be doing a uh, I think it's five o'clock. Uh, I have to check that out. But uh, on, on on Tuesday, um, I'm going to be doing the monthly roundup with Jake Shogger of the Commercial Law Academy. Um, and, um, uh, you know, we were talking about that when we met up at uh, at the pub, pub restaurant um, this week. Uh, and we're going to, yeah, we're going to be doing that on Tuesday. As usual, it's me going through the general kind of business news financial market stuff and then he sprinkles his magic um, uh, legal knowledge um, onto that as well so obviously this is this is uh, more geared to uh, those those of you who are who have uh, legal ambitions but actually this is good for everyone really because some of these things are are, you know these issues are pretty interesting and to have a a qualified lawyer talk through them as well is is actually um really is is actually a really interesting and b very useful so even if you're not a legal legal um you should definitely listen to it so um so that that's all round up that's gonna be on tuesday awesome so there we go um thank you very much as always to Duncan the, Dulc- uh, the the Duncano uh, uh, Balkan, <laughs> um and for uh, for his, for his uh, expertise uh, on on this on this podcast. Um, and also thank you very much indeed um, for uh, the listeners for supporting us. bizarrely um, it's very interesting over the last few weeks I've noticed that this this um, podcast has gone to number two on the Apple podcast charts in the in Great Britain um for business news and what is interesting is it always seems to go up at the end of the week now i don't know whether that's because everyone starts catching up on friday saturday sunday but it is quite interesting i've noticed that over the Mm. last few weeks but there you go there we go fascinating on that bombshell um i shall leave you there but thank you very much for your time um and thank you very much as always to the listeners for supporting us and we'll be back again next week well more precisely tomorrow (laughs) anyway (laughs) thanks very much take care bye